Hey, we are skipping the intro today. Skippity skip. <laughs> We're also getting kind of tired of it. We're going to change it up. Yeah, we'll switch it up in second season. We only have a few more episodes left of this season. Yeah. And we're winding down. And this is our first episode with a returning couple. Yeah. Nathan and Jillian. They're back. Hey. Yeah. We're just going to leave this short and sweet. But um, oftentimes, if we have a couple who wants to be on the show, sometimes we'll send them out like a little questionnaire. And then we ask them, what are some things that they want to talk about or discuss? And they'll leave us some topics. And they had a bunch of topics, and we didn't get to it the first episode, so we asked them to return. Yeah. And a little warning on this episode. Let's see, the voices are a little mismatched. I think Nathan was sitting closer to the mic, and Jillian was a little further away. Yeah, the sound quality is not the greatest. We apologize. I tried to do everything I possibly could. Yeah, there was <laughs> a lot of editing work being done. Again, it just it just worked out. It just didn't work out well. So yeah, yeah, it's but. still a really good conversation. Hopefully, you guys will bear with it because um, you'll get a lot out of it. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't recommend maybe listen listening to this while you're driving, but yeah, or just be prepared to use the volume knob. <laughs> just I, have it like like a DJ style, like up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I did it in the car. It wasn't too bad. Actually, I think maybe even with like earbuds in might even be worse because oh, really? it's like because you're gonna right, get blasted. Yeah, and you're gonna you're get gonna blasted like... a couple times. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, it's yes. still a great episode. Still some really good stuff to listen to. So, thank you for listening. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. It's so good to see you guys again. Yeah, well, thanks for having us back. Thanks for agreeing to have us back. Yeah, anytime. I love the flower in your hair. It's so pretty. Thank you. Well, we really appreciate you guys coming back because I know I was reading the questionnaire that Jillian filled out and there was some things on there that we didn't get to. And so we thought maybe we could talk intimacy today. Somebody wouldn't shut up last time. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just it was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you make time for intimacy with kids? Our first child got him home doing the parent thing. And then like, you know, our first time after having him, like first time having sex. And it was like the most awkward thing in the world. It was almost like we had never seen each other ever before. And it was like so weird. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was very awkward because we were just like, tired and exhausted but it had been you know what was it like six to eight weeks and it's longer if not longer because we were just like like, we don't want another one of these things right now because he was not that they were it was a horrible experience but it was just we were adjusting to being just us to having us and a child and being up all night we were tired and you know we weren't feeling up to what we were used to back in the days and so it was just very awkward but over time it got better as we kind of got back in the groove of things and his first baby and I didn't even feel comfortable like being away from Brian very much. And I, that was that was my oldest. And I was, is he okay? Is he fine? And we would we tried to you know be intimate. And I was like, wait, did you hear something? Hold on, let me check the monitor. You know, really <laughs> hard was, moment. <laughs> yes, yeah. And it was just. Oh. It's about like back when you were like living with your parents or something like that. And you're like, do you hear something? Okay. Don't, don't be too loud. Don't, you know, like, we we don't want to wake anybody up. Be quiet. It was awkward. Um, But, you know, it got better. Moms just get really touched out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm a massage therapist and then I was nursing Brian. And so like, especially when I went back to work, I was like, Nathan, his love language is touch. And then he would come, you know, try to touch me. I was like, leave me alone. <laughs> I had a baby on me all the time. And yeah. massaging people. That was difficult. We made time for it. It was basically after the kids went to bed or when we started kind of instituting date nights. That was, I think that was after Lori. We started really kind of doing that. Drop the kids off once a month, to, you know, for us to go on a date night. But after that, after Brian, it was, we, we just had to make time. Brian took a nap. He usually took about a three hour nap. We're like, okay, we have two to three hours. Let's try to make it work. And if not, you know, it is what it is. And our windows had to change because before <laughs> I have windows of opportunity and my window was somewhere between two and 10, like in the afternoon, two and mm-hmm. 10. Well, that's not convenient for anyone with a child. I had to adjust my window and that took a, a mental adjustment. And, yeah. but it also, it came, it came a little natural because I became more of like a morning person. And so now my window is some 10 to two or something like that. Like it's a little different, mm-hmm. but it's funny because Nathan's windows changed now. It's like nine, nine thirty. He's like, no. And I'm like, really? I'm dancing in front of you. And he's like, no. Nah. Not done. <laughs> like, like, nine, they're like yeah. 930 at night. Like you're done for the night. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like done for the night. I'm just kind of kids and, you know, we're working during the day and working with the business and all that. So it's like, after the kids go to bed, it's like, okay, about 930, I'm winding down to kind of stay up, and, you know, and I stay up later. So I'm usually on my phone or reading a book or something, doing something along those lines. It's just like, that's my me time. So <laughs> 10 o'clock, it's me time. So it's kind of. You know, that's where kind of how my windows changed, where it's now the more like the more traditional, like 10 to 10 now instead of, you know, 24 <laughs> seven. Right. You make a good point, though. There there are certain windows that you each have. The idea of being intimate sounds better than than mm-hmm. the other. So, like, how do you make those times line up? My favorite is during the day. And so. Yeah. Well, right now the kids go to school. And the kids you know, go to school. Kids, kids have school. And, and, we are, and we are entrepreneurs and we work together. So we, we take so a we team biz. meeting. Nice. Sure. Nice. Team meeting. building exercises. Team building exercises, yeah. Yeah, what does HR think about that? Yeah. I don't know. Well, they like it. They're I don't know. Fine. <laughs> HR, you're fine with it? All right. But, but only because we're CEOs and we get to do that. And, but no one else can. And mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah, but we're the only employees, so I guess we're okay. And just for the, we work at home. It's not at the actual business. No. Yeah, yeah. There's no quid <laughs> quid pro quo there going on. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we're at home. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh. Well, no. I still haven't gotten my raise, but okay, but fine. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like uh, you're getting raised all right. Um, remind the listeners and us, how old are your kids again? 10 and 7. When this comes out, probably, because uh, the youngest one, her birthday's in January, so she'll probably be 8 by then. So that kind of comes me into my next question. Um, what is the funniest and most embarrassing story behind around being intimate? Like yeah, have you kids? guys ever been caught? I mean, I have one. It's not related to intimacy, but it's really funny. Oh, I think I know. Yeah. It is hilarious. We've been, you know, knock on wood, we've been good about, you know, separating that from them and not being, and, you know, not getting caught by our children. So after a year, or it's like a year after Lori was born, we decided, you know, we decided, you know, it's best to be, and, you know, we didn't, we're done having children. So I got a vasectomy. And, you know, I went through the whole consultation thing. So she was born in January. I, this happened in December. So, so I went for the consultation and, the whole thing with, you know, when you get a vasectomy and when you have surgery down there, it's, you know, 
surgical prep and they were like either you can do this at home or if you come into the office we'll have to shave you here and like they were like we use like a two-bladed bic razor and water so having to recover from a vasectomy on top of having razor burn was not my ideal weekend so i opted to you know prepare at home and all that before the surgery and so so brian so he would be three at this point so i'm in the middle of shaving myself as in the most you know there's no pretty way to put this <laughs> right and so you know i've got shaving cream i'm you know in the middle like in the middle of it and brian busts the, do the, the door oh, no. bust open and there's brian he looks at me looks down looks at me <laughs> and then i hear him like run away going mom there's something wrong with dad's penis <laughs> oh, and i hear her and you know like our bathroom's in here. She's all the way across the room or like across the house. I hear her dying laughing because <laughs> she knows it's like what I'm in here doing. And it's just, it's just the look he had. That he, it's like, he just lost all respect for me in that moment. Right. So he was like, what are you doing? Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> At least he was three. He probably yeah. won't put that into a memory bank. I don't think. Eh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We, there was like one time our mind got a little too loud and when Nathan left, um, Lori goes, Dad, what were you doing to Bob? And Nathan's <laughs> like, I was tickling her. She's fine. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine. It, it's okay. And she's like, oh, okay. You know, but. Like the only time I can ever think of it, I think we were on vacation and Brian came in the room, but he didn't know or see or it was dark. It was just like right there. He was like, hey, mom, dad. I'm like, what? Oh, dear God, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our house is really, our upstairs is really small and it's just our bedroom. So like our oldest has heard us a couple of times and we've always related it. And we, we thought she was asleep. You know, uh, we've always said like, oh, just like having a bad dream. <laughs> but yeah. You know, she's going to be nine, so that's, that excuse is probably not... Yeah, and you got ten and seven. That excuse is, is dwindling quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I had a conversation with a friend about this recently. Like, I was like, we always, like, try to hide it. You know, we're saying, oh, it's nothing. We're, she's had a bad dream or whatever. And, I, and part of me, like, it's like, what if we were just, like, truthful? It's like, we were making love. Just mm -hmm. put it out there. Like, that's what was happening. And then they would probably just be like, oh, okay. Until they're like, oh, okay, what's that? You yeah. know, yeah. and then but I, I don't know, like these are my first kids and there's no rule book. So I, I've not done that. I've not even went there before because I'm blatant, obvious about everything. Like, like they know about my period and mm. all of that. Like I'm when I'm on my period, they know like, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I, I inform them very nicely like, <laughs> or, or they'll ask, they'll be like, how are you feeling? I'm like, well, you know, I'm on my period, so I'm dealing with that today or whatever, you know. So they already know about that. And so, I don't know, I'm playing around with this idea of not like, oh, hush, hush. Yes, yeah. I, won't ha I won't have that option, like you said, as they get older. I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, why not be, as they do get older, then they'll stop asking questions once they know what's really happening, right? And then it's like, when do you even, because like Brian, like, we, like he is 10, so it's like, do we have the talk? Like, when does that happen? Like, yeah. my parents waited way too late. And Nathan thinks we should wait until he asks questions. No, like ask if, the right questions. If he's asking questions, then someone's already told him. He's already heard something at school. What has he heard? You know, like, there's, I don't know. So part of me just wanted to just rip the Band-Aid off 
and just be mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're just making love. Mm-hmm. Where they go from there? I had heard that from someone. I don't know if it was a like a friend or something saying just dad and I were making love. Sorry if that made you uncomfortable and then just dropping it. But that just seems, yeah, you have to be prepared for the questions that follow up afterwards. Yeah. And I think I am. Are you? It's, it's like, I'm right there on that fence of like, is it time for him to know those details? And then I also see your side of it as well. It's like, okay, if he's coming to us with questions, then he's heard something, but it's kind of like how we, you know, handled the whole Christmas situation. You know, we waited for him to ask the right questions and not necessarily filled in the blanks, but we were just like, okay, are you ready to have this talk? Mm. And then if he's like, yeah, then we'll be like, okay, we'll have this talk. Like in reference to like Santa Claus? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, like he's figured it out, but Lori hadn't yet, so. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) You know, that's how we handled that. We were just like, when you started asking the questions and he had to ask me, I think I was like two or three times he had to ask me multiple times. Mm-hmm. And when he finally asked me, and of course he would always ask me when Lori was in the car with me. And I was, finally I had him by myself and I was like, are you wanting to have this conversation? He goes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think I am. Okay. I'm ready. And I went, yeah. okay. Well, then I let it all out and he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, there were a few tears, but he was like, oh, well. Thank you for all the stuff you did. And I was like, wow, that was not expecting that from a, like a nine-year-old. I know. I think this is our last year for our oldest. Agreed. We'll see. I think you've always made it a really good point to say, like, it's not that he's not real. It's the the spirit of what we do. Yeah. Like the, you know, what we do during this time is what makes it real. Uh, something else that we did when, like, when we let him know, instead of it being like, yeah, it was a whole lie. It was all a lie. It was, it was like, no, okay, now you're in on the game. Mm-hmm. Like this is a game we this is the game that now adults get, play. Now you, now get, you to get to play the game with us. Yeah, Lori figures out the game. Yeah, now you get to help us keep the spirit alive. So it's like that's the point. Yeah, keep the Christmas you know spirit alive. And that's then, perfect. I love we, that. Oh, Santa Claus. <laughs> All right, so back to sex. <laughs> we'll come back to Santa Claus, but. Uh, Right. Like, even if I wasn't in the mood, I'd be like, oh, well, he's in the mood, so I have to do this. Right. Like, I wouldn't allow myself the option because I would feel obligated because he's in the mood, you know, and I don't know where, why I just did until the light switch clicked. And the reason why I clicked is because I was experiencing um, pelvic floor pain. And that has like a whole uh, gambit of things. I was working with a physical therapist and she was like, well, you know, during sex, you're always, you know, you're aroused. Right. And I was like, I guess. And she's like, well, you, you get aroused. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> I didn't even know how to answer that. And she goes, you realize for a woman to be aroused, it takes five to 15 minutes, you know, for a woman to get aroused that before they're even ready for penetration. And when she told me that, I was like, what? You mm-hmm. know, like, I, and then I started looking back at times when I didn't experience the pelvic floor pain. And it was always times when I was aroused and the foreplay was somewhere between 10 to 15 minutes before. And the sex was better too when we did that. And so that's when I realized I was like, oh, I haven't really been wanting it. I've just been doing it because I thought I had to, you yeah. know? I, I talked to Nathan about it and just, you know, was like, yeah, this is what the physical therapist said, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, you know, you could just say no, like you don't have to. And I was like, I can, mm-hmm. I can just say no. And he was like, yeah. 
Yeah. Like he was kind of horrified because he didn't know. And he uh -huh. was like, how long has this been going on? And I'm like, forever. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, but what that done though, is it's kind of given me more power if that makes sense because before i never even really felt i would also not feel comfortable coming to him like to show my like forwardness like i never really did that very much and that was also just because like i didn't give myself permission you know like i just didn't open myself up to like oh i can have pleasure and that's okay you know yeah. so like this is going into like like there's some shame and self-worth and stuff right. like that worked into all of this but i would have never like got into that if i hadn't felt the pelvic floor pain because we always think of pain as like something like to overcome and get over and then you know it's done but pain it's actually our bodies telling us hey i need you to pay attention to something there's some like some reason why you're feeling this pain it's your body screaming at you that it needs some sort of attention Mm -hmm. And I had just been ignoring it because I just thought there was something wrong with my, my physical body, right? I just needed more massages. I need to do better yoga. I needed to eat more fiber, whatever. And then I realized it, it was all just part of that, like that unself-worth and like the shame, like shaming myself, shaming. And like, as soon as I figured that out, like I barely have pelvic floor pain anymore. Oh, wow. Um, and I do have it like occasionally. It's funny, like it came up, we were on vacation with Nathan's parents and I started feeling it and I was like, why am I feeling this? And I realized I wasn't allowing myself just to be myself in the moment and just trying to put up that shame mask. Like if I was myself, they might kick me on the island or whatever, but they wouldn't, mm. but it kind mm. of felt that way. And so I just let that go and I did my stretches and then I felt that emotion and then I let it go and then it went away. And then we had really good sex on our mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we did. <laughs> because I don't know, it, it just felt like I don't have to be ashamed of my sexuality, I guess. And so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I just, when I don't want to, I just say, yeah, not in the mood. And then I don't feel guilty. I don't, because again, when I would tell them I wasn't in the mood, I'd be like, well, now, like, I would be ashamed of myself. Like, oh, I should mm -hmm. be in the mood because he's in the mood. Well, now I'm like, yeah, I'm just not in the mood. My body, me, personally, I just don't want that right now. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. it, that's yeah. so such eye opening thing. It's powerful for sure. I think a lot of women, you know, experience that in addition to pelvic floor pain, but also just not being able to step into their own power sexually, whether that be from societal pressures or whatever. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shame wrapped around that. And Nathan, what he told me, what if you're in charge of your orgasm and I'm in charge of mine? Like, why do we have to be in charge of each other's orgasm? And there is like a lot of pressure in society, like men, you know, all the TV shows and everything, like men, mm. like, well, I gave her the best orgasm ever, right? right. So it's like his responsibility. And then it's her responsibility to get him off or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if we each have our own responsibility and then we're just like experiencing each other's bodies with our, but mm -hmm. if the goal is just to enjoy, then yeah. I don't know. I feel like it takes a lot more pressure off and it makes more, it makes more sense and it's more enjoyable, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He gets to come in for the assist, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, and, and if I'm not doing it right, tell me that in the moment, because I mean, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, let's work together to make this goal work. Right, yeah, 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 and like having that, not getting your feelings hurt, mm -hmm. you know, because we have a little bit of that too. It's like if you'd be like, "Stop that!" I'm like, "You don't like that, oh, man." Now, you know, my feelings would not be hurt, or vice versa. If I didn't like something, like, and then he'll never do it again. I'm like, "You just need to do a little different," you know, like the feeling yeah. thing. It's not personal, uh, I mean, but it's... it is personal. 
<laughs> and it is personal, but at the same time, it's like, it's keeping, I mean, like we always kind of had this rule of, you know, communication, be open with your communication and all that during, you know, you know, during the bedroom. But you also, like, we didn't factor in the whole feeling side of it as, oh, I okay, I don't like that. Well, that would hurt her feelings or vice versa. Like, she'd be like, eh, stop doing that. And I'll be like, what? what's wrong? I'm telling you, I'm, why don't you like this the other day? Well, I don't like it now. Yeah. So it's like. So we had to kind of understand, like, you know, because we, we always had this, like, rule of communication, but adding in those feelings of, commu- like, that go along with the communication as well. We have a, it reminds me of a, a, a quote that a personal trainer that, that we follow says. Shout out to Tommy Rives. Tommy Rives. Team, team Rives. <laughs> uh, he says, you know, pain whispers before it screams. So, like, just being able to listen to your body in those cues in it, I mean, in everything you do, and that's what a great example of that, of mm-hmm. like your body's telling you to do this thing or listen in a, in a different way. And, and that, could, that could fix things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. If you could have a magic wand and what would be your ideal intimacy space, what would it look like? Yeah, it'd be that. It'd be like a banana. It didn't have to have sandy floors. You could have like, you know, tile floors for you. And then, <laughs> but it'd be open air and like the, the beach, like right there, and you could hear the water and mm, um, the wind and having like flowers that you could smell. And mm-hmm. we actually had that a little bit in yep. Hawaii. Oh yeah, nice a little uh, bit. Yeah, I just want that all the time. So we we got magically upgraded when we were in Hawaii um, to like a suite, which mm-hmm. was way outside our price range. And they were just, they needed our room. I don't know. And it was amazing. So we had all the doors open and one door opened out onto a balcony to the ocean and the other mm-hmm. opened out looking at um, the di- was it diamond, diamond head. Diamond head. Oh, and so goodness. here the water on one side and on the other side, they were having a wedding. And so we were getting like, really romantic music and they even played our song from our wedding oh. and so we like danced and then we made love it was like awesome that, oh my that God. all the time all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were also we, we were like we were on the like 20 something floor yeah so it's like we were overlooking this wedding it was really it was it was really cool but at the same time it was just like how it all happened we're just like it was, ma- it was the magic wand. Yeah, it was the magic wand. But uh, what we experienced in Hawaii was mm-hmm. kind of like my idea where it was like, we could have the doors open, the breeze was blowing in, had music. You know, it was like basically the planets aligned for that one. Man, there's nothing better than that Hawaii breeze. There's something about it that's so magical. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What is your biggest hurdle about keeping things fresh? If that is a hurdle, maybe it's not. I have to have like some sort of weekend trip of some sort mm-hmm. so we took one for our anniversary back in october i needed that like just me and him and it was we stayed in chattanooga we just got a hotel room downtown and walked around ate some good food and mm-hmm. laid in bed a lot and i i needed that just to mm-hmm. cuddle and have sex and just and that helps me and so my my goal is to do that like once or twice a year that that's what i need because it it, it makes me feel more special i guess and mm-hmm. I will say I agree with you. Like travel and hotel sex is the best. <laughs> and and just like 
And but I think you're you're both right in the fact that like it doesn't mean that sex has to happen, but like the intimacy, it gives you those butterfly feelings yeah. just to be like walking around together and like experiencing new things. Meeting new people and just talking and being in the oh yeah, like it's just another part of it is like I only see Nathan at home or at like, you know, when we're working. And so then to see him like out in the world, like interacting with other people, I really like that. that I don't know. It just like it turns me on. I'm like, oh, look, he is human. You know, like I don't know. It just it just makes me appreciate him more. Like he is human. <laughs> At times. Well, thank you again I, for coming back. I'm so and glad you guys talking. I love with you guys. We've been looking forward to this for a while. We're like, yes, yeah. talk to them again. <laughs> thank you. I have to. I'm yes. super grateful. Y'all are awesome. Like, Carmen's like, can we just be friends? We could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good to see you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And all right. Appreciate it. Bye, you guys. Bye. Hey everyone, we hope you got something out of today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Love After Lullabies. And if you and your partner are interested in being in the show, we'd love to have you. Email us at loveafterlullabies at gmail.com. And also, we would really appreciate a like, subscribe, and even a share would be amazing. So she got burgers and three ears. Ha, 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 ha.